Hello and welcome to another installment of Conf T with your SE. A quick reminder that the thoughts and opinions expressed here are our own, and to please consult with Cisco TAC or Cisco Certified Partners before implementing any of the changes made on this show. I am your host, Brian Young, and today we're going to be talking about Meraki. Joining me today are my co-hosts, Brian Boyd. How's it going, Brian? It goes good. And Joey D. How's it going, Joe? Hey, good morning, man. Good morning. We have a full house today. It's uh, it's unusual that I get both the guys here plus a guest. Today we are joined by our guest, Ryan Harami from Meraki. How's it going, Ryan? It's going great. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Thank you for joining me today. Um, again, we're going to be talking about Meraki today, and uh, rather than talk about the various uh, pieces of hardware um, that the Meraki portfolio has in terms of switching and routing and, and wireless access points and cameras, um, rather than going down that route, I really wanted to talk with Ryan about what the underlying management piece behind Meraki is all about, which I think is really the crux of the platform, right, and really the selling point behind Meraki. Um, at the end of the day, as much as we fight against uh, the idea of switching as a commodity, at the end of the day, a switch is a switch, a router is a router. There's going to be some various features and capabilities that we're going to get out of these various uh, pieces of hardware, such as encrypted traffic analytics on the on the Catalyst 9300 series. But where Meraki fits is that 99% use case, right, where a, a, a customer, a user really just needs basic switching, ease of management. They're running on a shoestring budget, which I don't know of many IT departments that get all the budget that they ever want, right? Um, and they're they're running with uh, a, a few guys in their IT department. This is where Meraki really fits that gap. So, Brian, I'm going to hand it over to you. Um, can you really tell us uh, just kind of what the um, what the cloud plat- management platform is like and, and what makes Meraki uh, such a great use case for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a- as you said, right, Meraki makes wireless access points, switches, security appliances, cameras, all that kind of stuff. But none, none of that is unique to Meraki, right? There, there's plenty of um, comparable products within the Cisco portfolio and then, of course, with, with other vendors out there, right? Um, and as you said, the Meraki management portal, which we refer to as dashboard, is really what sets uh, Meraki apart, right? Um, so just real quick, just to, in terms of how this works, right? So it's all completely out of band management, okay? So every Meraki piece of hardware is programmed to phone home to the Meraki cloud. Um, the cloud is there to push down configurations and, and gather telemetry from the devices in terms of uh, you know, what clients are connected, push updates, push firmware updates, uh, assess the security of the device, et cetera, right? Um, so in other, in other words, anytime you want to make a change to the device, right? You want to push a firewall role, you want to update a switch port, you want to change the name of an SSID, you're going to log into the Meraki dashboard, which is in the cloud, and you're going to push that um, that config change, and then the cloud will then kind of distribute that down to the devices as needed. So that's kind of like, you know, in essence, what uh, the Meraki cloud uh, is all about. So it seems rather simplistic, but um, when you start getting into the use cases, right, of, of, hey, how can I deploy changes at scale? How can I manage, you know, hundreds or thousands of networks uh, using one template? That's where the Meraki dashboard is going to really shine. Really cool. So you touched on a couple different things here, Ryan. Um, the last one being templates, right? Being able to set up a template and repeat over and over again 
for the, let's say you've got a customer that's got a hundred branches rather than configure a hundred networks one at a time, you configure one template, deploy it to as many uh, branches as you need. And you've got uniformity across, across the, the, all, all of those branches. Um, the other piece that I was kind of thinking of as you were going through this with the out of band management, one of the things that's not really mentioned a lot, but I think is definitely a, a plus is the fact that because your configuration is done in the cloud, your configuration is automatically backed up in the cloud, right? We've got, I'm sure a lot of our listeners that are IT uh, professionals uh, have gone through the case of having a piece of hardware die and needing to get it swapped out and hope that you have a recent configuration backup that you need to now configure the new device with. And hopefully it's the same model number and you have to go through and, and, and check the CLI and make sure that you know everything kind of matches up. Whereas with Meraki, it's just a matter of swapping that uh, serial number out and poof, you've got the same config getting pushed from the cloud and you don't have, it, it's very easy to stand up a, a, a new piece of hardware in the case of some sort of hardware failure or even an upgrade or replacement, right? Yep, absolutely, right? So, um, you know, one of the things that we take with Meraki Dashboard is we, we try not to do just this out-of-band management, right? So it's not just, okay, yeah, we need a way to kind of remotely control these devices, right? In the past, that's easy to do, right? You set up remote management, you have SSH, you can always have remote management, right? So Dashboard is more than just remote management, right? It's taking those other things that you would typically have to deploy in conjunction with your devices, right? Like things like, um, like how do you baseline your configs, right? How do you, uh, what, how are you managing backups for that? What's the process and procedures that you're using for that? Um, we've actually taken all of that and like you said, built it right into the Meraki dashboard, right? So um, every single network's configuration is backed up, right, in the cloud. Uh, and as you mentioned, if you ever have to replace device, you simply swap the serial numbers that's associated. Makes things a lot easier. Yeah, and just one of the things that you touched on was <clears throat> out-of-band management. I know whenever I mention cloud management to customers, the first thing that pops in their mind is security. So as far as you know, user, user data or management data, can you just kind of go over that and you know, what's actually sent to the cloud, what stays on-prem? Yep, absolutely. So um, all the configs are stored locally on the device, right? So it's not like um, you know, if, if the internet goes down, the device like loses all of its configs, right? So you know, it doesn't all of a sudden just revert back to you know, a blank switch or something like that, right? Um, so configs are stored on the device, right? Um, updates to the config are of course pushed from the cloud. Um, and then, you know, while that device is actually processing traffic, it's doing quite a bit under the hood, right? So it's, it's inspecting each client's traffic, it's analyzing what applications they're using. Um, and as it gathers that info, it's streaming that info to the cloud, right? So that's how, when you log into the Meraki dashboard, you can see that there's X number of clients connected and this is your top Netflix user, right? Those are all things that are kind of being, uh, being fed back into the cloud. Um, now, aside from config updates, right? You know, changing switch ports, updating VLANs, that kind of stuff. Um, and besides the telemetry going back, um, the other things that are being sent over this connection are things like firmware updates, right? So gone are the days where you have to, 
um, you know, take a USB stick out or, or remote in and, and download uh, firmware to devices, right? There's a whole firmware management portal built into the Meraki dashboard, and you can schedule firmware updates with a few clicks. And then that, of course, is, is pushed uh, over, over that secured interface. So, now, so no more setting up TFTP servers and, and trying to make sure that it's uh, running correctly and for, forgetting a, a, an underscore or a hyphen between the, and the file name? <laughs> precisely, precisely. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention, right, is that that telemetry that we're streaming, like the client data and all that kind of stuff, that is then solely kept in the cloud, right? The device doesn't hang on to that. It has a buffer of information. So just in case like your internet does go down for, you know, an hour, it's going to hold on to that data for a while. But once it transmits it to the cloud, now all of that data is stored in the cloud. We're not having to worry about storage locally on the device to, to kind of keep all of that data. Okay. And even in an SD-WAN scenario, which I know is a place where Meraki plays, that data is not going, the the actual data going across that WAN is not going through any sort of Meraki proxy or anything like that. It's not actually touching Meraki servers. That is correct, right? Out-of-band management, right? So the only thing our servers are doing are, are, are everything that we just discussed, right? That telemetry, firmware updates, out-of-band management. The actual data path, right, never touches Meraki Cloud, right? So if you go to Google.com, that goes directly out to Google.com. It never touches our servers. Very cool. So I know we said we're going to try not to make this product specific, but I have a question specifically around SD-WAN. Um, not insulting wireless or switching configs, but just in general, they're pretty easy if you're doing basic stuff. Whereas in, in general, SD-WAN is not easy. It's rather complicated and can get relatively messy once you lift up the hood. Um, Meraki, though, with its dashboard and all of that stuff, makes it easy. So Ryan, you know, just in, in a couple of uh, sentences, how does it make it easy and where is Meraki SD-WAN a really good fit? Yeah, absolutely. So... Let's talk about that that last part first. So where is Meraki SD-WAN a really good fit? And then that'll kind of lead into, um, you know, how easy the config is. So um, on the Meraki security appliance uh, where our SD-WAN lives, okay, and that's actually a pretty important distinction, okay? So like this lives on our firewall. We do not have a separate SD-WAN appliance. Uh, we do not just sell SD-WAN, right? We sell a firewall that has SD-WAN functionality. So that's actually kind of one of those key differences, right? So if you're an organization and you just made an investment into like say some firepower boxes like six months ago, and now you wanna look at uh, layering in SD-WAN, Meraki is not going to be the best fit there, right? Because I'm not going to go tell you to go swap out that firewall and install a Meraki one for SD-WAN, right? Um, and, you know, same thing when you're looking at other competitors out there in the market, right? If you're, if you're, you're happy with your firewalls, you're not wanting to touch those um, at each of your branch locations, then, um, you know, look at, look at a, a Viptela solution that's more of a, a routed-based SD-WAN solution, right? Um, so getting back to where Meraki fits is like, hey, if you're looking for, you know, you have uh, branches where you need a firewall, you want to layer an SD-WAN uh, on top of that, you have MPLS or DIA circuits, right? Uh, and you typically have one to two circuits, um, then Meraki is going to be a great fit there, right? Um, because we're that all-in-one UTM SD-WAN solution. Now, 
in terms of configuring SD-WAN, it's extremely simple, right? So not only can be SD-WAN be set up individually, branch by branch, but if you are managing those branches using something like templates, um, you can even manage your SD-WAN policies from within a template. And there's pretty much um, two steps, right? Um, or I should say three steps. The first step is create your VPN tunnels using Meraki's auto VPN. And if you have not ever configured a Meraki auto VPN tunnel, um, you'll learn that it's extremely simple, okay? So it's basically a few clicks and you'll have VPN tunnels up and running uh, between your locations. So that's kind of step one, right? Get, get your VPN tunnels created. Um, step two is define your SD-WAN policy, okay? So in this case, we're not defining interesting VPN traffic, right? We've already done that in step one. Now we're defining, okay, so I got these active-active VPN tunnels. How do I want to um, steer the traffic, okay? So for example, if I want uh, voice traffic traversing WAN 1, but meanwhile, monitoring the performance of WAN 1 and failing to WAN 2, that's an SD-WAN policy. So with Meraki, we have uh, layer seven uh, traffic classification, and we can simply say for voice, prefer WAN 1, failover based on uh, a VoIP metric, right? Which is the standard VoIP quality criteria, right? Um, after we define rule number one, we could even define another rule that says, hey, for, um, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, file server, file server traffic, right? So it's, you know, talking to this IP address, right? Um, something talking back to HQ. I want that to actually go over WAN2. And then of course, if WAN2 goes down based on whatever performance metrics I set, um, you know, fail back over to WAN1, right? So basically it's set up auto VPN, define your SD-WAN policies. And then the last step is, you know, creating these custom performance classes. So understanding what your applications need in terms of WAN performance and then defining rules that will capture that, right? So if your application requires less than 200 milliseconds of latency, you would wanna define a policy that says, hey, if the latency goes over 200 milliseconds, fail over to the uplink that is, you know, ha meets that requirement. So yeah, very, very simple uh, to set up. And basically in the time that it took me to explain that, you would actually already have set up probably three to four sites worth of SD-WAN policies. That's how easy it is. Yeah, every time a customer takes a look at the uh, the configuration that goes into SD-WAN, they are amazed and they're always like, okay, is that it? Is there anything else? What else do we do? Yeah. And the policies that you were describing, that's all SD-WAN 101. And right. it's gonna fit 90% of the use cases that customers have. So if you're a small IT shop, you only have maybe one person managing your WAN and maybe he has other duties as well, I would highly encourage taking a look at Meraki first before looking at anything else if you need additional features because the ease of use that Meraki has for SD-WAN is key. I can't overstate the importance. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, and the other thing too is that it scales very well. So we have customers that have set up Meraki SD-WAN that have three or four locations. We have some customers that... I'm right. I'm sure you'll get into this later with some uh, some use cases, but we have some customers that are setting up you know thousands of locations, um, and of course something like templates really helps make that process a lot um, a lot easier. And APIs, but I'm the that's just some foreshadowing of, of another topic that's coming uh, further on this episode. But yeah, I think ultimately Meraki fits a lot of those use cases, right? And we're we're kind of focusing on SD WAN right now. <clears throat> and we did have the SD-WAN episode. I encourage anyone that hasn't listened to it 
to go back and check it out, uh, we, where we did cover um, both Cisco offerings in terms of Meraki and Viptela and their differences. Um, but Meraki really does have that that niche of being able to f- to really fit and uh, be a good choice for about 90% of the use cases out there. Um, and usually when, when we're talking with customers, whether it's an SD-WAN or maybe a wireless uh, or even a, a switching conversation, we will go in there many times with kind of the mentality of, okay, where can we, is Meraki a good fit here? If not, then we'll, we'll kind of go back down to what a traditional Cisco deployment. There's nothing wrong either way with that. But a lot of times, ease of management and um, organizations that have really small IT departments with people that are wearing many hats, Meraki is just an easier and better fit for them because it's going to make their job a lot easier. Uh, and ultimately, that's our, our role here at Cisco is, is to find a solution that's going to be best for the customer. And if that means, uh, if it's just a matter of ease of management, then, you know, Meraki's the Meraki's the go-to. I'll add I'll add one more thing in there too, right? Like this is this is the way I, I kind of look at it, right? Um, if you view a lot of your networks, right, as utilities, right? So in other words, you know, you're managing a handful of, of networks, and pretty much, you know, hey, I I want to worry about that that network as much as I worry about the lights being able to turn on in the morning when people arrive to the office, right? Mm-hmm. Like you basically don't want to worry about it, right? Um, that that's where Meraki really shines, right? Because it's not even if you have a full staff of of sysadmins or network engineers, right? There's still going to be components of your network that that really just need to work, right? Mm-hmm. So even for the largest enterprise companies, you might have you know uh, you know headquarters that need really specific functionality, right? And and that's where you might leverage something within the traditional Cisco portfolio. But maybe you have remote sales offices or you have um, teleworkers. And those are things where you're like, hey, you know what? Like it basically just needs to work. I need a VPN tunnel, I need Wi-Fi, whatever it is that I consider that network like a utility, right? And when that's the mindset that you have, that's where Meraki is gonna fit in really, really well. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah, and I think I think it touches on the licensing model too, right? Um, Meraki, when when Meraki first came out before Cisco acquired it, it was very very much a game changing way of um, kind of subscribing uh, to your network, right? Um, lower initial hardware costs, but then higher than what you know most organizations or or most customers are used to paying. Uh, in terms of uh, maintenance costs, right? Because you're taking the maintenance and the support and you're rolling that into uh, adding in subscription. And that kind of, as long as your subscription is valid, your network, you keep you keep having access to the dashboard. And I know a lot of, I, I was one of them, I know a lot of IT organizations in the beginning were just like, why do I want to pay monthly for my network? Why? And, you know, you, you brought up a very good point, Ryan, it's that, if you think of it as a utility, you pay a utility bill, right? You pay a gas bill, you pay an electric bill to keep those services up and running. And the network really should be should be no different. Uh, and the nice thing about the way Meraki's licensing works, as I said, it's the support, it's the maintenance, um, and the subscription all wrapped into one. Uh, and then the co-termination dates are, are really nice, too, and making sure that everything kind of co-terminates on the same day. Some changes to that coming down the road, but we'll touch, we'll touch upon that in another episode. <laughs> Yep, that's spot on, right? Um, 
yeah, you don't, you know, part of that utility, the sense of that's utility is that, you know, if uh, the gas lines needed upgrade, right, that doesn't hit your pocketbook, right? right? So same thing to go with Meraki, right? Whenever we have feature releases, upgrades, that kind of stuff, that's all wrapped up into the licensing. Um, lifetime warranty and all the indoor products, that's wrapped up into licensing. Um, support wrapped up into licensing. So there's no kind of a la carte um, cost when it comes to Meraki, right? It's just you have a piece of hardware and a license to go along with it. SD WAN is a great example of that too, because wasn't SD WAN just a feature that we added onto the MX and you had the MX? Poof, here you go. Here's SD WAN. Yep, absolutely. It was overnight. Hey, you did this firmware update. This now includes SD WAN. So all the customers out there that had like, yeah, the original MX series, like the MX 60s and the MX uh, 80s and 90s and 100s, even you know those all those customers that already had had those deployed for a period of time when they did their kind of quarterly feature update. Um, now they saw the section where they can configure SD WAN rules, right? So yeah, absolutely. That's one of those shining examples of of kind of protecting your IT investment is when we add in some critical functionality like that, right? To keep up with uh, the latest networking trends. We talk about how Meraki has introduced new features into uh, existing customer subscriptions. Can you give us a little bit of taste of what's coming down the pipe? What's new? What's hot and exciting in Meraki? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a couple areas that, that I think we're focusing on right now. Um, and I think by far the most exciting and the one that we are seeing the most consistent updates from uh, is on the API front. Okay, so... Um, for those who, who may not be aware that we even had APIs or what they're for, let me just kind of quickly dive into um, our focus around APIs, right? So when it comes to managing um, a bunch of disparate networks, which we've already talked about that Meraki is really, really good at, um, we've traditionally had the one approach, which is templates, right? Uh, but templates have, you know, the, the, there's some use cases that templates don't necessarily fit the bill, meaning like what if every single site was just different enough, right? Like, hey, you know, th there's not a lowest common denominator configuration that we can roll it, really roll out to every site, right? Um, but I still want to leverage the Meraki dashboard, right? So that's kind of one problem that we're looking to solve. The other problem we're looking to solve is, okay, say you're using templates, but you still have to create you know, 1500 networks, right? Clicking something in a UI 1500 times is not gonna make anyone happy, right? Um, what about, um, I wanna systematically or programmatically pull information out of the Meraki dashboard, like how many clients walked by uh, or, or my top applications, or, um, you know, I, I wanna be able to track uh, client usage for longer than the 90 days that's built into the dashboard or something like that. There's all these use cases where you might either want to push information into the Meraki dashboard or extract information out of the Meraki dashboard. And that brings us to APIs, right? This is the de facto way of doing it in the industry. Um, anytime you want to connect two different systems together and have it be done securely, you're going to do that with APIs. So. Uh, over the past few years, Meraki has been investing in this steadily, um, but now it's being invested in more uh, than it ever has been in the past, right? So we started out with things like um, the client uh, APIs, meaning like uh, I wanted to get marketing data, right? So if you're a retailer and you want to understand how many clients came into a space or how many passerbys there were, 
right? We've had APIs for that for a long time. And then we started to go, well, hold on, these APIs are really useful for, for pulling data. What about configuring things in dashboard, right? Every little button and knob that you see in the Meraki dashboard, what if you could execute that programmatically, right? Um, you know, that unlocks a whole nother set of use cases, right? So for example, if you're doing an install and you have a tech on site and you want them to be able to provision their own Meraki network, what if you build a web front end that that they punched in the their location they were at the address and the serial number and then that web front end used the apis to go off and create a dashboard network right or yeah what if you're in the middle of rolling out 100 sites a week and you want to create 100 dashboard networks in five minutes right um, these are all things that the the meraki apis are starting to unlock um, and over the last, say, six months, you've seen some really, really rapid feature releases, right? So we're seeing new API endpoints come out, uh, you know, sometimes a dozen a week, right? Where every little button and knob now is our focus uh, in, to get that done programmatically. So APIs are definitely very new. Um, we've actually just created a whole Meraki section of the Cisco DevNet portal. So uh, the short link to that is just meraki.io. Uh, that will link you into the Meraki portion of the DevNet portal. From there, there's learning labs, there's all the API documentation, there's examples, right? Um, a lot of times when I talk to customers around APIs, you know, some customers get it and they're, they're, the creativity really starts flowing. And then some customers have this, you know, thousand yard stare, right? Because they get it, they understand what they are, but they don't know how practically it applies to their business yet. So if you need some of those examples to really start, uh, you know, uh, get those wheels turning in terms of how you could utilize this within your business, Meraki.io has a lot of examples of that. And uh, the last thing I'll mention is having all these APIs has now unlocked uh, a whole ecosystem of technology partners, right? So if you think back around, you know, when the iPhone was launched, right? And now all of a sudden you had this app store, right? Um, that didn't mean like Apple was just going to create all their own apps. They opened up this entire ecosystem so that other people could start building functionality on their platform, right? It's the same concept here, right? So now that we have APIs, we can have technology partners uh, come in and, and build solutions leveraging these APIs. So even if you internal to your team do not have the expertise to leverage the APIs, you can go buy something off the shelf that solves a business problem, right? So those are all featured there. Um, the short link to those are it's just apps.meraki.io, um, but you can also find that within the, the broader meraki.io page. Um, but that will have a full listing of all of our technology partners that we've fully vetted. Uh, we've looked at their code, they're using it, they're following our best practices, et cetera. And you now know it's basically a marketplace for you to go buy a, a technology solution. Very cool. And we'll be sure to place those links on the show notes. Um, but that's, that's awesome stuff. It's, uh, really exciting to see the, um, the API usage continue to grow, uh, with Meraki. And it's something that I think Cisco has started to adopt as well, um, with the latest iterations of our hardware and software. Um, we're definitely becoming a lot more open than we used to be in years past. And I think a lot of that has to do with Meraki. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if all of this intrigues you and you want to kind of, 
you know, get a taste. We have a really, really cool uh, learning exercise that, uh, and we'll post this in the in the link as well. But if you go to cs.co/adventure, there's actually a lab that will allow you to build a bot that integrates with the Meraki dashboard API and also leverages Cisco WebEx Teams. Um, so really, really cool functionality um, that you actually, at the end of that, you actually have a working piece of API, right? So you can actually use a, a bot within WebEx Teams to go out and query things out of your Meraki dashboard. Um, and it, we're not asking you to do any coding here, right? We're like basically giving you the Lego blocks and you're gonna assemble the Lego. Um, so it, it's very easy to understand, but at the end of it, you actually have something that you can use in your day to day. Um, and it's, it's, it's a great primer for APIs. So yeah, we'll link that as well. Wow, Ryan, that's, that's, uh, that's awesome stuff. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, as always, if uh, you'd like to learn more about the Meraki offerings, you'd like to learn more about what we have in terms of cloud management, get to see it, get to see a demo, please reach out to your Cisco account team. We'll be happy to show you um, the latest uh, that Meraki has to offer. And uh, on that note, Brian, is there anything you'd like to add? No, I'll set on my end. And Joe? All good. Awesome. And thank you, Ryan, for joining us uh, this week on Conf Tea with the URSE. If you have a question you'd like us to answer or a topic you'd like to suggest, please send us an email at hello at conftea.show. And if you like the show, please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues and giving us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you're not already a subscriber, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can get notified when we publish a new episode every two weeks. Show notes for this episode and all of our episodes can be found on our website at conft.show. That's C-O-N-F-T dot S-H-O-W. As always, stay safe out there and don't forget to save that config.